Woo woo mailbag 2.0. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, January 21st, 2020. I'm your host, Will Hunter. That's Matt Sheehan. And as Matt said, we're finishing the mailbag today. We're cracking open that sack of mail, Will. Let's do it. It is. We had so many questions that we could not get through them in one session last week, and there's not a ton to talk about um, outside of some of the things we've got in the mailbag, which there are pertinent, relevant, topical questions that we'll get to. So we figured, hey, let's dive in and finish up this mailbag. So that's what we're doing on today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. Nice. Anything I missed before we jump in? I hope not. All right, great. Let's get this thing going. Um, so I've gotten a couple questions about this, okay. and I don't know if you have as well, but let's start out with just a general Chase Bryce scenario. Sure. And we could also drag uh, Derek King, or how do you say it? Derek King? Derek King. Derek King. Uh, we could draw him in here as well, because we got some mailbag questions about him potentially coming to MSU last week. Yes. Uh, we can confirm he will be playing in East Lansing <laughs> next year for yes. one day and one day only as a Miami Hurricane. So that's that question. Yes. Um, and no, there was no real shot. Uh, I, I did like the, well, they offered him a scholarship. <laughs> angle at that grasping for straws but the the chase bryce situation is the first one mm-hmm. that i've seen of all the transfer quarterbacks where i look at it and i go i could maybe see that happening. same yes i will say no we should actually uh throw this out there chase bryce backup quarterback from clemson uh backed up i, I think he redshirted deshaun watson's last year there backed up kelly bryant Um, And then obviously backed up Trevor Lawrence as well. He is uh, a graduate transfer who has used three years, who's only took three years to graduate at Clemson. So he is uh, an immediately eligible player who can play for two seasons. Uh, The scenario you just saw play out with Joe Burrow at LSU is exactly the same in terms of this transfer status. So he is Clemson backup. He did play. uh, You may remember. Clemson, uh, Kelly Bryant left the team, Trevor Lawrence got hurt, and they were like, oh crap, what do we do? Chase Bryce was the guy who came in and helped them win uh, against Syracuse in 2018 to keep the perfect season going and and part of that national championship team. So he is transferring, and the reason why uh, it is of interest is because his recruitment back in high school pretty much came down to uh, Clemson and and Michigan State and probably some other teams too. but Michigan State was certainly a huge uh, part of his recruitment. He was crystal balled to MSU by, I, I forget one of the, whoever it was, one of the 24-7 recruiting analysts, um, you know, thought enough of the connection that he would crystal ball him there. Uh, there's obviously a connection there. The entire staff is still around that recruited him. So that is where the genesis of this is coming, Matt. And I, okay, like I want to be clear, like when when at least I say I'm going to speak for myself. When I say like this is the first time I can see a transfer quarterback happening, and this is the guy, that still is like maybe like a fifteen twenty percent chance to me. If that to me too, right. same thing. It yeah. actually, I will entertain it as an idea, mm-hmm. and the hard stop there. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of <laughs> where it ends. 
It wouldn't blow me away if he ended up at Michigan State. It would surprise me a lot, though. Like, if Derek King ended up taking a visit to Michigan State, I would have been like, whoa, really? Yeah. Um, But if Chase Bryce, uh, we hear, is in East Lansing next week f- to check things out, I would be like, okay, I, I okay, let's see where this goes. Um, I still think it's unlikely. The main reason for me is because I'm not convinced that Michigan State is going that route uh, when it comes to filling their quarterback spot for next season. Really? You think D'Antonio's like <laughs> the kind of guy that would be loyal to his guys no matter yeah. if the people in the room aren't the best people possible for the job? Huh, that's... Yeah. Huh, okay. Yeah, I'm not totally convinced um, D'Antonio shopping around here. Huh? change much. No, that's strange. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, I'll take your word for it then. Huh, that's not the D'Antonio I know, but okay. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, yeah, I'm locked up with you. Um, would it knock my s- socks off? Uh, I think one sock would be knocked off just mm-hmm. because I'd be shocked if he brought anyone in, especially with the player, uh, you know, at the caliber of Chase Bryce. Now, of course, he's not Justin Fields. You know, he's not this year's Joe Burrow. But he's a guy with experience, and he's solid. I mean, yeah, he's a backup, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out why he was a backup behind Sean Watson, Kelly Bryant, Trevor Lawrence. Like, that's that's a solid murderer's role of quarterbacks there, so. It is, but I will say Kelly Bryant transferred, went to Missouri, um, and was just kind of whatever there. Like, Kelly Bryant's an okay college quarterback not to and he's older than chase bryce so that certainly Uh plays into it as well i did read something someone sent me a link with like here's three destinations for chase bryce and one of them was michigan state and the author emphatically declared that bryce is much better than uh brian lewerke was for michigan state and i just would say like when you're thinking along those lines like maybe temper it like chase bryce has thrown like nine college passes (laughs) in his career yeah like Good prospect, sure. Played uh, at a wonderful program, was part of a championship team culture. Uh, Dabo Sweeney and all the people around there said plenty of good things about him. That's all well and good. Still hasn't played college football yet. So Fresh legs, then. He's got fresh legs. Fresh legs. It'd be nice, you know, I don't think, like, just ask Miami fans and Tate Martell how uh, anointing a transfer as your surefire starter uh, how that works out because it doesn't always play out uh, as you would hope. And Tate Martell was a, a five-star, a better recruit than Chase that, Bryce and had more col- collegiate experience than Chase Bryce. Sure was. But, yeah, interesting. I'm willing to look at it. Don't think it's going to be happening. No, no. All right, next question here. Which you have a, you pick some. You have them up in front of you? Oh, God, I can. I can. Yeah, you, you guide the way here. Oh, God, I'm starting to sweat right now profusely. <sighs> Okay, uh, my question is, why does Will Hunter only have one L in his name? Uh, because William is not my full name. Uh, what? Uh, w- Wilfred? Wilhelm. That's You're a fancy person. That sounds very fancy. It's just German. It's not anything fancy. I'm named after my great-grandfather, who's, who's German. It's um, quality. Yep, that's it. Not, right. a, not a William. Fine. All right. So this isn't about letters in a name. However, it's uh, this is from. Oh, I'm gonna screw up your name. I'm so sorry, John. John Giancotti. Maybe. Perhaps. Let's go with that. Sure. Uh, on Twitter says, uh, "What will it take for MSU leadership to make a head coaching change or make <laughs> Coach Mark D'Antonio change his staff? Because right now they seem to be seeing things no one else sees." Oh boy. Um. Listen. 
you can't have leadership force a guy to change or make changes if you don't have leadership in the first place. And I feel like that is the place where MSU finds themselves right now. You have a stand-in AD who fell their way to the top somehow in Bill Beekman. He's not going to make the, Mark D'Antonio change anything. He's certainly not going to fire him, um, which is kind of a bummer. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think there is an answer because one just doesn't exist. It's just an apathetic leadership program that's just going to let Coach D'Antonio do what Coach D'Antonio does, which is not a lot. So that's my answer. Yeah. Yeah, you need somebody um, above Mark D'Antonio in the athletic offices. Uh, and right now you don't have that. That's the problem. That is one small problem. So that is uh, one of the issues that you and I have talked about extensively a number of times. Um not just the football program and, and how the the athletic department as a whole and, and how it's a, a crap show and just how that sort of trickles down and you have a situation where you've got a coach who um, we'll say isn't doing great right now without uh, any sort of accountability to try to change things because the guy who is theoretically above him um, was hired in part because that coach signed off on him. <laughs> like, yep, <laughs> just it's not gonna, it's not gonna fly. Um, you know that old whatever you want, a boys' club mentality, nepotism, friends taking care of each other. It just, it's, it's been a problem. Is not just Michigan State, but it's a problem a lot of places. But it's certainly a problem at Michigan State, and uh, yeah, that's why you're not going to see much happen until Mark D'Antonio makes a decision or they hire an actual athletic director to make some decisions. All right, That's a fun got... answer, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Yes, that's a great answer. All right, let's pause right here. We'll come right back and answer more of your questions. We'll come back with a fun question, yeah. All right, Matt, fun question. Hit okay, me. Nick Foster 23 on Twitter. Two-part question. Uh, Matt, what do you do for a living? And okay. what was your guys' favorite MSU sports moment during your time at MSU? So mm. for me, we're looking at the 2010-2014 window. Mm-hmm. And you're not, you're not too far away from that window, right? You're like, what, off a year, on a year, something like that? Halfway through 2010, I think. I forget. Maybe 2000. I left spring of 2015. Got it. I think, so yeah. yeah. What I do for living. somewhere in there. What, what, what I do when I'm not carnival barking on this podcast, if you take away the good looks, the on-the-job drinking, the infidelity, and the light, uh, you know, sexual harassment, uh, I'm Don Draper, basically. <laughs> if you take away all that, that is what I do for uh, a living. I cannot say any more, cannot say any less, because I like my job, and boy, um, yeah. You're so, boring Don Draper. I am vanilla Vanilla Don Draper, yes. Your so. <laughs> Mad Men about you gets canceled after one episode. They oh, shoot we don't the even pilot. make it the first commercial break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they shoot the pilot, and they're like, we can't do this. When does the cool stuff happen? Oh, oh, fellas, that's that's as good as it gets here. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Um, no, it's a great job, bro. Um, so what was our favorite MSU sports yeah, moment yeah. during our time at MSU? That is so tough. I think I've got two and actually both football-related. They're both football-related. So the first mm-hmm. one is uh, 2011. MSU, Kirk Cousins beats U of M to go undefeated as a starting quarterback against U of M. And sure enough, runs up in the student section. And yeah, got to like celebrate with him. That's Turn around. Good. Like, uh, who's that wearing the shoulder pads in the student section? Who on earth? 
Oh, that's actual Kirk Cousins. This is incredible. Jump out in the aisle. We embrace. It's great. We celebrate. And it was a great night after that. Uh, number two is the 2013 Big Ten Championship game. We had a watch party at our duplex that we had on Spartan Avenue. And boy, howdy, we packed that thing into the gills. And it was, uh, I mean, shenanigans. So, yeah, just, God, just backstroking in beer that night. But, yeah, so, uh, yeah, th- those are my two favorites. <laughs> What uh, what block of Spartan Avenue were you on? So the three hundo blocks. Okay. Three hundred block. Yep. Did you make a lot of walks down to uh, Little Caesars? Uh that and Los Trace. Because yes. I love Los Trace. They, they'll get your order on ten out of Every ten time. times, but you will bear with it because the food is so good there. It's like God, I hate you guys. I'll come crawling back every time. So yeah. Yes. They will also speak Spanish. Uh, around you not realizing that you might as a college student be taking spanish classes and might be able to understand oh. uh when they're saying things about they you did not have to worry about me for that so yeah. <laughs> um that those are good ones i may have walked by your uh, duplex party on the way to the big 10 watch party big 10 championship game watch party that i went to that was on collingwood oh yeah two, sure yeah, yeah 200 block of collingwood my fine street yeah a couple of, a couple of friends that live there fine place um if you want to if you're in college right now, listen to this, and you want to live in a house where you, I don't know, by like mid-September don't have a front yard, move to Collingwood. Yeah, right. It's live perfect. on Collingwood. Yeah. Um, that was great. Uh, just watching the, the game um, with a group of friends and just obviously how it played out. That was uh, a really fun one. Um you know, the the other good ones, like, I wasn't there because, like, football season, the Rose Bowl, I was home. Sure. You were at the Rose Bowl, right? I was, and I just yeah. totally forgot about that. So, yeah, yeah I'm sorry, that's obviously didn't... my number one. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe I just, like, forgot about that, and I feel like a horrible person <laughs> for even blank- yeah. blanking on that for a quick second. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't go. I should have. I regret it. Um, next year, the Cotton Bowl was really fun because I was watching it with a group of friends. Um, at So, I had... I was still at MSU and I had friends who were um, either out of college or like one was in the service and different like stationed in the area. They were basically living in a like a bachelor house. It was almost like a college house, but it was in like Metro Detroit. So that's where we we would hang out there. It was just like a few of my friends lived together in a place without parents and stuff like that. So it was it's like a satellite college house. Yeah. Yeah, it was a real good place to to hang out and have fun. And we watched the uh, the Cotton Bowl game there, the good Cotton Bowl game. Right, correct. Um, and that was a lot of fun because at one point I was standing on a couch and didn't realize how I had gotten on the couch. <laughs> um, Fantastic. So, yeah, so that wasn't actually in the East Lansing city limits, but that was while I was still a student there. That was a fun game to uh, experience the comeback of that. Do you want to get taken down right now with the next question? or? Yeah, hit me. Okay, Matt C2525. Now, this this could be a downer of a question. It doesn't have to be. Do you think Izzo wins a second national title and why? I say no, says Matt C. Do you have like a quick trigger answer or no? Because I think I do, but I can be talked into the opposite of my answer. Because I, I, I agree with Matt here, uh, solidarity with Matt right now. <laughs> I don't think so just because based on how insane of a crapshoot the NCAA tournament is. And I know that's such a lazy cop-out answer. Like, oh, well, you know, it's hard to win every March. But, like, it's just the nature of the beast. Even when you do have, like, a pretty good team like they do this year and there's not really a dominant team in the field, 
it's still like you, you got to catch fire for six games in March. I man, it's tough. <laughs> I say yes because cool. Keep talking to me. For how many Final Fours has it been? Like eight since two thousand. Uh, since two thousand, yes, I believe so. Something like that. Yeah. So all those Final Fours, an additional national championship game, all those times. Michigan State has lost because variance ran into the wrong team. Okay. And a random off shooting night, bad luck, like just it's really hard to win in the final four. The only way to ensure a ton of final four success is just keep getting there. And I think they've gotten there enough. It's like they're due. They've had team like last year's team I'll just say it was the best team in in that thing, playing the best at that time. Virginia, mm-hmm. you could certainly make the argument was better. It's like Virginia, Michigan State were the two best teams. I really think Texas Tech was like they, they were a group of ballers. So like I don't feel like that was a fluke loss or like we should have won that game. Well, like Texas Tech like squarely earned that win, I believe. They they did, but like they just played better, right? Right, and That's I think they were the, playing better, like for the like last month or two of the season. Like Texas Tech, like that, that was a, a gang fight on the court. Like that team could play some defense and yeah, I, that's just the way I saw the game. It's like, I, I didn't feel like I didn't walk away from the arena being like, God, we could have won that one. I was like, yeah, that was probably Texas Tech's game to win. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's the wrong opinion, but that, that's how I just felt leaving the game. It, 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 it's, a, it's honestly irrelevant. Kind of doesn't. Yeah, that's very true. That's a good point. Too. <laughs> the point is they get to the final four ton and for what a million different reasons, it just hasn't swung their way. It feels like it needs. It's gonna swing their way again. Like they got it early. Izzo got it early a second time there, and then you go there like a bunch. If you go to fifteen Final Fours over a career and win two or three national championships, that's probably about right. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if they're all stacked within a five-year period or one here, ten years, ten years kind of thing. It's just it evens out over time, and so I think if he stays four or five more years, he gets to two or three more because this team should go, um, you know, next year's team could potentially go. Like, it's it's looking pretty positive here. Program's in a really great spot. Yeah. I feel like the one of the next few times they go, they're going to be able to get it done. Okay, I'm, I'm holding you to this. I will file a complaint to you if it does not happen in the next five, ten years. So, okay. Just saying, just saying. Uh, do we we got time for for one more? Uh, one more, yeah, two, one more two part question. Okay, this is from Alex Seabass uh, once again on Twitter. Two part question: uh, What is your guilty pleasure, son? I, I know mine. Uh, that's an easy one. And the second part is: Who will be MSU's most productive wide receiver next season? Jalen Naylor, Trey Mosley, Julian Barnett, Jaden Reed, or someone else? Do you have a guilty pleasure, son? You want to pop off right now? Uh, I'll say Jaden Reed. Okay. And I really don't. I'm not guilty. I don't feel guilty about any of the music wow. that I like. Like good I, I like for, good for you. Okay. Backstreet Boys, NSYNC. Like there's like whatever you want to like something yeah. like that. Like the classics. Yeah. Bye bye bye. No, it's a great song. I'm not embarrassed about something like that. It's a great song. Okay, fine, fine. I, my tastes are my tastes. You, you're not gonna make me feel guilty about what I like. Okay. Oh, no, I like that. Well, I'm Jaden Reed, too, because I think he's the best athlete on the field. Obviously, Jalen Naylor is also going to be up there as well. But as we talked about, my man can't stay healthy. And so for that reason, for that reason, got to go Jaden Reed. And guilty pleasure, son. It's Britney, bitch. It's great. Toxic. Toxic by Britney Spears, baby. 
Toxic. It's yeah. toxic by Britney Spears. Slapper of a son. Yeah, it's a banger. No it's it's not a slapper. It's a banger. And if anyone has anything to say about that, come find me. Temecula, oh, come California. Catch hands. Yep, let's go. All right, let's pause here for a sec. We'll come back and finish up the mailbag strong. All right. All right, Matt. Take us home. Oh, I'm sorry. Alex Bex actually had a third question. He said, sure. can I have $20? No, I don't have $20. Uh, we'll see. How about, how about we'll see? We'll see, sport. Um, oh, I'm sorry. There's one more, too, from uh, from Joshua Pranger7 on Twitter. Yes. Fellow. Uh, what was Will and yours uh, go-to combo exchange choice at Michigan State? So that's like when you get the – it was essentially like you get like a drink, an entree – and, a and side. another side to like bring back to your dorm room so you didn't have to like eat in a cafeteria or something like that. Didn't you say you had a hot take about this or no? I had a a, a, re- a revelation, I guess. Okay, a, a, okay. A stunning ad- admittance. Sure. I never lived in the dorms. Ooh, so this is going to be a really, really tough question for you to answer. Yeah, so I <laughs> literally have never gotten a combo exchange at Sparty's. I've eaten at dorm calves a couple of times. Sure. Um, but yeah, I transferred into Michigan State. Um, I played hockey after high school for a couple of years, so I had some college credits accrued. Uh, and I transferred in and moved into the house that my brother um, and some other people were already living in. Uh, and just stayed there throughout my uh, MSU time. So yeah, I never lived in the dorms, never had a meal plan, just went from day one, was shopping at Meyer and buying my own groceries and making like my own adult. dinner like an adult. Wow, look at you. First not two years, well, I was not an adult. I lived on I campus the first it. two years. Yeah, well, okay. you, you still made, you're here, you know, you made it. <laughs> Uh, so Hubbard was my first year and that's like, we actually had like Sparty's grill. I think they call it something like that. So it was like actual hot food. Very exciting. We were, uh, wealth personified in Hubbard. Um, so my go-to was always like chicken tenders, fries, and a cherry Coke that combined with just normal cafeteria eating. The fact that I bought a bus pass and literally took the bus everywhere. I'm talking like even just 200 yards on the street. All that probably played into a factor of why I gained 35 pounds my first uh, wow. year at State. All in the second semester, too. First semester, I was fine. I was, you know, <laughs> I, I, I came back the same. And then uh, all second semester, there was that bus pass and all the food. Uh, yeah, your, your boy came back. I moved from slot receiver to, like, defensive end. It was very uh, impressive for me. So, but baby. Second yeah. year was Wilson. It was just a boring convenience store, so I just, like, stockpiled a bunch of cereal every time oh. I went to go get combo exchange. So nothing exciting there. Wilson is a, a tough place to, to live. I, yeah, good location, though. I, yeah, I, I worked in the dorms. Um, oh, nice. And Wilson was one of the places I worked, and that's just a tough, tough sell. Um, I will say, I'll give a, a few things here in terms of on-campus food. Since I didn't have a combo exchange, um, a, whoever decided to not make the international bookstore what is within there, very mm-hmm. public. Um, whoever decided to not make that public knowledge, uh, I want to fight them. I didn't discover the food court in the international bookstore. Yes. Or the international building. Um, probably I had like three, I was like my third to last semester, like I had a two and a half semester, whatever. Like a year plus, year and change left in my school. Um, Infuriating. I was like, this has been here the whole time. It's Panda Express. It's just a Panda Express. You bet there has been. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, So I, 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 for whatever reason, I missed the memo on that. Definitely made a habit of sitting there uh, in between classes eating some Panda Express. And the uh, chicken shawarma wrap. 
mm-hmm. from the, uh, the Sparties in the library. That was one of my go-tos. As we mentioned last time, I spent a lot of time in the library uh, my last two years there when I was being a good student. And, and I didn't even know there was a Sparties in the yes. library. So it was yeah, Sparties. Nice. Chicken shawarma wrap, they put it in a little oven thingy, they toast it, heat it up, uh, get some uh, pretzels, the the honey mustard pretzels, uh, or, the, or the barbecue pretzels, whatever they're called. Jesus. Um, I forget the, the, the name, maybe a vitamin water or something like that. It was That was my go-to. So, All right. Yeah. In terms of on-campus eating, um, yeah, the shawarma wrap from Sparty's, which I think was a Woody's Oasis thing as well. It wasn't just Sparty's wrap, it was a Woody's wrap that you bought in a Sparty's. Fair, fair. So that was that was the ticket. All right. I mean, right. you have me until the whole pretzel thing, but yeah. Those are good. I can't think of the name of the the company, but they're like the knobs, like the thick. Pretzels. Oh yeah, no, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're just a Neanderthal who doesn't like flavor. We've gone over that. Yeah, honey mustard's gross. Barbecue is overrated. So whatever. All right, hit me with a couple of more, um, and then we'll get out of here. Ooh, what if I don't have a few more queued up right now, but I can in a few like I seconds oh if my you God. keep buying me All some right. time. Spart- um, <laughs> I got it. I got it. God. Spartan Knox asks Chipotle or Qdoba. Okay, Qdoba uh, for their queso, but I will go to Chipotle every single time just because of their hot salsa. It will ruin my day whenever I have it. <laughs> I'll have it at lunch. I will be a shell of a person. The next 12 hours, but it is so good. I will come crawling back every single time. So I got to go with Chipotle here, but both are correct answers. Uh, Qdoba on Wednesdays is the best place. I don't know if it's still a thing, but like mm-hmm. on Mondays I was at Moe's. On Wednesdays I was at Qdoba mm-hmm. damn near every week my entire college existence. So give me Qdoba Wednesdays. Chipotle is a little overrated. It's fine. Don't love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I lied. I, I did have one more that I didn't see. Sure. Uh, this is from uh, Arab Money five one three on Twitter. Uh, is not showing up to the games the only way to get changes to the football program and current way we do things? Yep. Can we all write a strongly worded letter? Um, nope. I don't know about the letter unless it's made of like cutout magazine and newspaper letters. That might drive the point <laughs> home a little firmer, perhaps. But man, like I, I know it's easy to say like not showing up to games will change things, but like the the second half of the season was kind of like that i guess i don't know I, I guess illinois had a little more people than we thought here's the point i i, I want to make though is like it, it doesn't come down to like the people around where i sit you know you pay your minimum and then like the 50 dollars on top to go sit wherever you are you know it, it's not those donors that matter it's the big wigs in either the huntington club the ones mm-hmm. with box seats the one that are sitting within three rows of the field like the people with like actual money not you know my my little seven hundred dollars or whatever it, it, we're talking five six figure donors that's who actually actually it comes down to so yeah. find a booster <laughs> find a booster a shake them down yeah <laughs> and it's like oh, of course like yeah the, the optics aren't gonna look good with an empty stadium and you know we might be like oh my wow it might be time to change things it, it, that doesn't matter as much as like what the big money people say though and right now I, I, the evidence seems to see like look like that they don't have a huge issue with what's going on. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're stuck in no man's land. Uh, all we could do is just not show up. But really, in the grand scheme of things, I'm sorry, it doesn't like matter all that much. So yeah, it I would, sucks. I would agree. You're really your only voice is the way you spend uh, on the program, and unfortunately, unless you are one of the people Matt referred to, it's just not much of a voice. Maybe. You can embarrass the administration by no one showing up for 
half the home games this year, but even then, you know, if if they start off the season 4-0, everyone's going to be there uh, and back. And if it goes south again, say it's a repeat of last year or even worse, you know, it won't be until the last two home games of the season when it thins out. And then at that point, it's like, well, it's a little bit late to, to make any kind of statement there. Well, the last two home games followed up by, you know, the Ohio State game is going to look like North Columbus, and mm-hmm. you're going to see nothing but yellow for the Michigan game. So, like, yeah, no, it's going to look embarrassing this year, but it comes down to will they care? And I don't think they do. So, let's, yeah, woo. Let's do uh, let's do one more real quick. It's yeah, not is this going to make us happy? Related. Is this going to be a happy end to this? It's or, not MSU no? related. Um, oh, perfect. Okay. How did you guys get into the sports podcasting and stuff? Is from Zach Serdenik, Serdenik, whatever. Ooh, Sorry, Zach. Bad with names. Um, on Twitter. So I was working uh, in television, local news. Uh, producing, uh, did some on-air stuff as well, um, and really didn't love it. So left that industry, started a podcast called the three gas bags podcast with you, Matt, and then our other friend, Paul Costanzo. And shortly after that, the, uh, locked on Spartans job, um, I learned they were launching, expanding into college. I asked someone I knew who was um, the host of the Lockdown Pistons, Matt Shook, he introduced me to the guy in charge and the rest uh, is history from there. And then I got my writing job uh, basically off the strength of my podcasting job. Um, yeah, and that's our story. And I essentially forced Matt to co-host this show with me. Yeah, I'm just an idiot that has a crippling addiction to MSU sports and will talk MSU uh, whenever someone asks me to. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's how I got tied into this. Yeah. So, yeah. And you, Matt, went to journo school, uh, did the yep. newspaper thing for a bit and left that because it's a horrible industry and wrote for it writes for the only colors uh, as well. It's true. Pop off some tweets on their account ever so often. It's, uh, yeah, so yeah, the, the whole carnival barking for MSU thing has just only gotten bigger. Luckily, for me at least. I don't know if it's a good thing for the listeners, but hey, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's the end of the show. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, we'll see. I don't know. We I think we have a few more mailbag questions we might need to get to, but um, we will uh, talk some basketball stuff for sure. I have some thoughts on Aaron Henry um, and his Don't sort of up and down season. Yeah, we all do. I want to talk about that and some other, maybe we'll call it like things that we're not talking about enough with the MSU basketball team. So we'll do that tomorrow and then we'll eventually start getting ready for Michigan State traveling to Indiana where only bad things uh, happen. So thanks so much for listening. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the pod. Matt, take us home. Thanks for the questions, everyone. You guys are all the greatest. And the oh, worst. Best. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm, oh. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. That was. <laughs> All that right. Was no, nope. well, it looks like you're taking us home then. All right. Well, on that note, toodles.